Hi, Liz. How are you? Hi, Nat. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Well, I don't love stage four here in Melbourne, but let's uh, hope it's not for too long. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I really feel sorry for everyone down there. It's just um, uh, it's hard going. I ring every day about five different people, and everyone says hello. <laughs> I've now registered for a company to send care packages to myself each week. That's, good. That's a good idea. <laughs> I, get, I open them with excitement. I don't know what's in them. So that is some... <laughs> But um, anyhow, that's uh, by the by. So what's your week been like in the uh, learning space? Uh, so well, we just finished a big project, as you know, adapting face-to-face -face learning to a blended program. Uh, so that was, um, I just really enjoyed that whole process. It was, it was fabulous, very challenging, but um, an amazing result. Um, and there's a small breather now till the next project begins. And that will be a very similar project. So um, live training that would normally del be delivered within organisations by a consulting company. So going into into boardrooms and doing a day's training is no longer possible so it will be adapting that training into a blended blended process and helping people feel comfortable on video um, capturing the personality um, so looking forward to that and in between times um, as we know uh, aged care has been a key part of our land landscape for the past few months um, so I'm developing some material to support aged care in uh, developing training. So um, we can talk a bit more about that and, and an upcoming webinar we're planning to specifically for the aged care sector. Um, but that's been my week. So a bit of, bit of people orientated and a bit of just sitting uh, typing at my computer, which I quite like as well. Um, one of the questions that the um, organisation you moved their content online, I just want to ask you a couple of things. Did they have a learning management system? No, they did not, no. And um, navigating that would have been quite challenging with the time frame we had to work with. Uh, so what we ended up doing was to deliver it through the Vidversity platform, which worked really well. And uh, for those people watching this webinar, that means that learners are registered. The organisation itself can register them themselves, so they have total autonomy about how they do that. Uh, the learners are registered to courses and the administrator in-house can choose which courses they register them to. Um, the learner can then log on, proceed through the course on a self-paced so they can come and go and will be bookmarked as they go. And then there's reporting and data available at the end um, and all highly secure. So it, it was incredible how well that worked. And was there a tech team? Did you work with a tech team or who did you work with? Uh, just the learning and development um, team and some of those, I mean, really not even qualified learning and development professionals. So much more just professionals delivering their, I mean, they're subject matter experts, is what we like to call them. So they are delivering their own content um, and they're able to navigate all of that. So um, it's really incredible what's possible. And pre-COVID, had they ever done anything online? Never, no, all face-to-face -face training. And really, I think the amazing thing about it is that it's not just about COVID, it's about geography. So that is now able to be delivered anywhere. Um, and it's, that's a really powerful tool because, uh, you know, a lot of the organisations that deliver training will have a responsibility to mem members who are not just in the CBD or in the, in the centre that they, they work in. And yet, 
traditionally that's where they've delivered their training live. So unless you're there on the ground, you can't access it. So this is this has allowed them to deliver training during COVID, but also geographically a much broader, much broader audience. And so now to deliver it again, is it such a big task or is it, can they repurpose the well, content? For this particular training, um, there was probably between one and three Zooms per day. So that would be a morning get together, probably about half an hour just to kind of outline the day, um, a lunchtime get together for about an hour and then a longer session, about two hours at the end of the day in between it's self-paced learning. So to replicate that again next week, um, it, for the people delivering that training, it's just a matter of being present during those Zoom sessions. So um, log on at nine, log on at 12, log on at three. Um, and in between, it's just simply self-paced. And, uh, and have you had any um, feedback yet on if there has been people coming that they don't think usually would have been? Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, in this case, they had a much higher registration than normal, so um, more numbers than they normally would have at live training. So that that says to me that that is making it much more accessible. Um, it also says that the information they're providing is really important um, and that that more than ever, access to information during COVID is, is essential to those people being able to do their jobs. So um, I think that's the other, the other part of it. Um, it's accessible, but you also need that information more than ever. Um, and I guess you'd say that in the work you're doing with aged care now, it's just... Yeah, um, so I have... Now they need... More than ever. And um, I've had a really... Well, I keep saying exciting. I mean, it's a really difficult, challenging time down here. A lot of fear, a lot of anxiety in the health and um, aged care sector, both from the people on the front line and the people who, the management who have to look after them. So there's a real, real worry, a fear and worry for your staff. Um, so one of the things I've done an incredible project this week, and I, the team that I'm working with is just so agile and, and, amazing and thinking and they're constantly communicating with their staff and one of the barriers that they've had that's really become apparent through COVID is English as a second language. So education really has to be understood to be digested and change behaviours and video is a great way to do that but language is critical. So what this team that I've been working with has done, I think it's just so smart, they've identified eight predominant other languages in their business. So whether that's um, a Mandarin or um, a dialect from India. So they've come up with the sort of key of the eight most popular in their business. And this was sort of the process. They sat as a team and said, we're going to go into the business and find eight representatives who speak that language and get them to demonstrate putting on PPE shields. Now we've swapped to shields from um, as well. So each week it's changing, which has been an important part of the training. It can't be what you built six weeks ago. It keeps changing. So this week they've done interviewed. So what they did is they went, they got people out on site. They said, can you get someone to film you putting on your PPE equipment, washing your hands, whatever it might be with a commentary in that language. And, um, and then they're curating that and making that available to their staff so the staff can tap into a, a module that resonates with them and is much more easy to digest because it's their first language 
So that to and, me is really exciting. Yeah, it's amazing. And it also um, opens up the possibility of using even existing standard footage that you have for training content and providing um, another language um, over the top. Uh, over yeah. the top, yeah. And yeah. so um, can you just talk a bit about how, how that would be possible for organisations so to do that quite quickly? Well, so if you had existing footage, what I suggest is that one of the easiest ways to record audio at the moment, so there's many apps and there's ways, but what I've suggested to the few organisations I'm working with is just get the person to record themselves at Zoom. So they might be in their own language just doing a running commentary. And what I've suggested is have the video on your phone next to you and just be recording it. And, and then what Zoom does by default is it always records the MP4, which is the video, but also the audio. Right, yeah. So I say to them, don't worry what you look like, we're not using that at all. Then you would go into an editor, so something like Movavi is what I use, which is about a $30 editor. And when you go into one of those sort of editors that's more on your desktop, um, not like our editor, which is a cloud-based editor, so it has a bit of a limitation. So I would put it into something like Movavi, and when you've got um, a... a a proper editor like that it always splits it into the footage and the audio i remove the audio upload the audio that i've just recorded on zoom save that as an mp4 and then put it up into vidversity and you can literally do that with 20 languages in about and like you just get the people to record it and by the end of the day you would have that video available in every language you've added to yeah, I think that's I think that's just incredibly powerful because um, it is really life and death now. This sort of stuff, you know, if you if there is a gap in understanding, it's just critical. And the training is moving so quickly; every week it's different. Yeah, and as I said, there's a real fear and anxiety. And, and if you have watched online training, but that wasn't your first language, it can be even add to that anxiety so all of a sudden to be spoken to someone in your organization in your language clarifying it i think is really really important so um yeah it's been a it's been an incredible opportunity to see how vidversity can work right on the front line in this agile fast get stuff out um and once again always we've been delivering via a mobile phone because that's how the workforce access it yeah so, What's the turnaround time now in terms of um, if they need to come up with some sort of new training fairly urgently? So from that time that that idea just pops into someone's head, we need this to delivery, what's the time frame? Well, it's currently 11.58. So this morning I had that meeting at 9 and by 10.50, I think it was, I had the eight videos. So... Um, they came in via the app. So one of the great things at Vidversity is we have a phone app. So one of the issues, as soon as you film something, how do you get it to the person who's building the content? So the phone app can be delivered to anyone in the organisation can have that phone app. They film it, press upload, and it arrives in the central portal, which is the Vidversity platform. And I would they're anticipating to deliver that tomorrow. Oh, that's, that's incredible. The <laughs> idea was this morning... There'll be eight videos with the eight different languages and that'll be delivered tomorrow. So that's remarkable stuff. That's um, But I still don't think it's um, compromising quality. I still think it's great content that they're delivering in a really digestible format, but it's, it's, they're, not, they're not missing out on the quality 
of good quality content. And then from um, an administrator's point of view in-house, they what sort of data can they get from that training? What can well, they, depends. they make some decisions. So if it's, um, if it's literally more of a comms thing, it's just an opportunity to keep the staff informed. The data is simply that it, this is how many people opened it. If it's really critical that they have data that it was completed, they'll put it through their learning management system. Um, if they've got one, if they haven't, they can use ours. But um, most of the health and aged care facilities I'm working with have. So we just wrap it in a SCORM file and then we put it into the learning management system and can get some pretty serious data. But um, that's a decision to be made about accessibility and whatnot and what's, what's critical. But yeah. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Yeah, so really amazing stuff. So um, I've been working in the aged care sector for a while now. So like Liz mentioned, we'll do a webinar specifically designed around how we've been helping people do their mandatory training, um, the training that's required as part of the aged care quality standards, um, this COVID, how it's presented some its own challenges. Um, I'm very much working, I'm working with a lot of L&D teams at the moment in different organisations and I've really been saying to them, you have to wake up every day with two approaches. One is this is what we planned in our strategy and one is this is what COVID is. Yes. So there's two worlds at the moment. So you, you still need your strategy and your planning and you're building out curriculums, but the reality is nobody's strategy had COVID in it. Yeah, it's, it is just everything is changing constantly. You, there is, yeah, so right. it's hard. It takes a sort of agility to, to wake up and go, I thought we were doing this, but now we're doing this. So that's um, on top of everyone else has got their own issues and anxiety just generally about their own life, their health, their family, their parents, whatever it might be. So um, it's, it is a tough world to work in. So to have the tools to make you be so agile and be able to communicate with your staff is, is really empowering. So that's yeah, what and I think, um, And that's what I like about how we share these stories too because I, I think it's very easy for even large organisations to, to sort of be frozen by um, uncertainty about how best to adapt and deliver content. And um, there is, I think it's just a very empowering um, there, there are empowering case studies where organisations have just done it so quickly and so effectively and just been so overwhelmed with, um, you know, the power of just being able to do it themselves and produce it yeah, themselves. Yeah, an enormous relief that they can. You know, one of them said to me this morning, what on earth would we be doing without this? Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's why we want to share the stories. And I think that's if we can sort of, you know, offer that webinar um, for the various sectors that we work with just to show those stories and show what's possible. I think it's it's just a relief and a support for other organisations. Yeah. And now on a relief matter, I always like to finish on something a bit more quirky and fun. So I thought I'd tell you a bit of a, a story that's a lockdown story for me. So, I mean, everyone's lockdown has been so different round two. First round, I think we we're baking and sewing and I was actually saying to my kids, the first round I had a veggie box delivered every week. The this, this second round I just get junk food delivered. <laughs> I just get ice cream. Uh, our shopping used to be all this organic vegetables and that and now they go, what, I say, what do you want? They say cookies and cream, ice cream. I go, you can have it. But, um, but one of the things I started was uh, Duolingo, learning French. You know, the first time round I was really going to get stuck into it. So I'm up to... I think 93 day streak, which means I've done a bit of French every single day. Um, so I thought a couple of days ago, I thought, well, I've done 90 days of French every day, 15 minutes a day. I'm going to go and explore some French podcasts. 
So um, I put on what was called beginner French conversations over coffee or something. Not a word. Not <laughs> one word did I understand. Nothing. So but it appears I don't speak French. I speak Duolingo French because I'm quite... Well, all your questions need to be multiple choice. <laughs> I could not understand anything. I heard bonjour. That was it. <laughs> So, so back to the drawing board, it appears my 97 days or whatever I'm up to, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so there's a good education piece. I'm missing something in the, in the education, so I'll keep you posted, but at this stage, nothing. <laughs> so I, I, can, I, I probably would confidently read a menu now. That's about it. But I can't, I can't ask for anything. And I can, as I said to my daughter, I can ask a question, but I can't understand the answer. Well, for all that, it is highly addictive. You can't stop with the with the success streak. No, well, I'll keep going. And I suppose that's a bit of empathy about language. I mean, there's no no matter how great the training is, if you don't understand it. Well, uh, if it's help, help for, you to, for you to know, Nat, I got all the way to Year 12 German, got to my oral exam and got nothing after <laughs> Guten Tag. <laughs> nothing. Realised I had no skills at all. So very good with the written. Yep, no Very problem. With vocab and, and but as soon as uh, it becomes an oral situation, I can't yeah. say it or understand it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's um. So here I go. I'll keep you posted. But uh, I was going to come out as a French speaker and head off to France and live this new dream. And turns out, no, it's not no, where for I'm. For a number of reasons, that's not happening. A number of reasons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was going to have a holiday, but I'm not even doing that now. Anyhow, thanks a lot, Liz. It's always Bye. lovely to share the week. I hope Sydney yeah. um, keeps continuing to do well. Oh, and oh yes, I'm too nervous. I haven't even looked today. I'm too nervous to have a look. But, yeah, um, well, hopefully um, we're all back together soon. But um, I think there's a world where this accessibility and agility in online learning really needs to stay front of mind. We can't go back. Absolutely. So I'll just give a quick shout out for people that want to join other webinars. Um, we deliver our webinars via Webinar Ninja. So you can search Bidversity within that platform and find the suite of um, webinars. You can also become a subscriber. Um, you can also head to our website and sign up for our newsletter. So we send a quarterly newsletter and also just a monthly um, update of uh, just our little e-blast. Um, so there's a couple of ways that you can get in touch. And also, if you're not a webinar person, we download the audio and we've got a Vidversity podcast. So if you're out doing your one-hour walk a day, you might be interested in um, listening to it. So it's just the Vidversity podcast and it's available on all of the main um, podcast platforms. Yep, absolutely. All right, now. Fantastic. Thank you. Have a lovely afternoon. See ya. Bye. Bye.